Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. Ow, ow, ow. All Ooh. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of noises to make at the beginning <laughs> of, of the intro. We have another short episode for y'all this week. We're yes. still taking a break. Still, still need, in the midst of our time. aggressive self-care regimens. Yes. Which everyone needs. Yes. I just spent a whole weekend in the Catskills. In a cabin. In a bungalow, I? if you will. I could see mountains. <laughs> Actually, I will. It was a bungalow. She's been teasing me about bungalows. <laughs> Anyways, we have a short episode for you today. We are again answering some listener questions. Mm-hmm. This one is particularly wild and also sad. Yeah. It's a lot. Before we get into that, though, we want to backtrack a little bit. So everybody, not everybody, there should be a lot more people talking about this, but um, my particular Twitter timeline has been on fire with the conversation surrounding the death of Sandra Bland. If you're unfamiliar with the case of Sandra Bland, she was a young black woman who was arrested by police in Texas for a traffic violation, I think it was. And then a few days later, she was found dead in her jail cell, and her death has been ruled a suicide by um, hanging. And there are a lot of people for whom this story doesn't add up very well. The family is now um, seeking an independent autopsy, and I think I saw that the FBI is now investigating. And part of that discrepancy is there's alleged footage of the actual traffic stop and she's heard screaming out. Um, she says something about her head being slammed into yeah, the ground. Yeah, you're slamming my head yeah. into the ground. So because of our recording schedule, a lot of times it's hard for us to be very topical when it comes to like certain cases and stories and events. And also the two of us are very, as we said earlier, very vigilant about like self-care and um, also there's just so many of these stories like, right that's what we I was talked say. about one yeah the next week everybody's on a different story also working in a newsroom it's like we're constantly inundated with like stories of like police officers who are killing young black men and women so a lot of times it's hard for us to engage with it but there is a component in this story about like the ways to tell that someone did or didn't commit suicide hmm. before i say this this is not me saying that she was or wasn't suicidal. That's not a call that I can make. It's not a call that I would even pretend to begin to make. But a lot of the reasoning that a lot of people who are skeptical give for as to why she probably didn't commit suicide is because she was so happy and she wasn't saying things about being suicidal and she was never talking about like depression or just like there were no obvious signs that people may imagine people who are suicidal give. I mean, I for one, I think it's a do not personally think that this was a suicide or anything, but I just wanted to remind people that, you know, suicide and suicidal people and depression looks very different from person to person. Like if there's somebody in your life that you're worried about, you know, don't look at them and say, well, they seem fine or they're not talking about suicide or, you know, they smile in all their Facebook pictures. It, it just looks different. And that's what's been on my mind a lot in the case of Sandra Bland. On top of just being really sad that there's another one, you know, and just like the feelings of helplessness that surround like me trying to interact with the story. I don't know. I just had some thoughts. I needed to put the thoughts somewhere. I feel you, Tracy. I feel yeah. you. Rest in peace to Sandra Bland and peace and strength to her family and to the rest of us in the community who are mourning. Well, this is sad. <laughs> I don't know how to move on from that. I know. Now on to another depressing topic. <laughs> Madness. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, I feel you, Tracy. I don't yeah. know how to transition from that. There's no yeah. transition. 
And now let's get into the listener question. This one was a doozy. We got an email from Anjali. Feminist versus Meninist, a tale of two siblings. Oh, Lord. You know what? That's dun, a dun, great, dun. That's a great title. I know. It didn't hit me until now. <laughs> so I'm going to read you a paraphrased version of this. I'll just spit it out. My older brother is extremely sexist and possibly homophobic. At first, I thought nothing of it and that he was just picking on me for being a proud feminist and adding on a women's studies major. However, I started to realize his sexist microaggressions occur pretty often. He calls women sluts and bitches if they're outspoken. He doesn't think women are capable of things men are quote unquote made for. He even tags me in meninist posts that try to denounce and disprove feminism or show that women belong in subordinate positions in society. When I try to challenge him or even simply discuss the posts, his only argument is that quote unquote, I always take the side of women. I love my brother to death, but I cannot stand when he attacks feminism and women in general. He's attacking what I believe to the core, and our different values are driving a huge wedge between us. I make an effort to be interested in what he likes, even when I hate it, but he does not extend me the same courtesy. I don't know if I can maintain our relationship if he continues to degrade my beliefs and condescend me. Mm. I don't deserve this kind of negativity in my life, even if it's from someone very dear to me. What should I do? (sighs) Girl. Oh, my God. This is so real, though. It is. Is it too late to put him up for adoption? <laughs> okay. That's what I would suggest. Okay, Tracy, no. Start there. <laughs> this I is mean, not real maybe. advice. <laughs> the other parts that I didn't read, it's a very long email, <laughs> uh, talks about like how he responds to her on the internet and it's like his friends are like attacking her on Instagram. You know, like there's all these Crazy. like Facebook debates, Instagram debates, whatever. I feel like this is so hard because dealing with family members in general is hard. Mm-hmm. But especially for things like I don't know, the crux of your identity. Right. Being a woman mm-hmm. who wants to be respected. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if um, you can't feel respected in your own family, then Jesus right. Christ. I mean, I be, I feel like I became a feminist because I felt that. Like, mm. I felt, like, the religious values of my, my parents' conservative upbringings mm-hmm. making me a feminist. Because mm. they had such conservative expectations of what women's roles are and what men's roles are and, mm-hmm. like, marriage, et cetera, et cetera. How would you deal with this, Tracy? <sighs> I feel like I'm sort of kind of dealing with it, but not on as intense or terrible a scale. Like, my father's very, very conservative. Mm. He is black. He is a Republican. I think he's in the NRA. And I have learned that if we are going to be cool (laughs) and, like, be friends and not just father and daughter, like, there are certain things that I just don't discuss with him. Mm. I don't talk about feminism. I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about race. We just don't breach those subjects. And it's fine because I have other people in my life that I can talk about those things with, you know? That's so real. Honestly, like, you just have to evaluate what's an important relationship and what you want to cause friction in. Right. (laughs) You know? You got to pick your battles. Yes. Yeah. My brother also kind of does the same thing with me, but with him it is just teasing. Like he knows that mm. I'm very sensitive and I'm I'm very reactionary, and he's just one of those people that likes to pick and pick and pick and pick and pick until he gets a response, and he knows what to say to get a response from me. Yeah, I do believe people have the capacity to grow and change. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't believe that, what is the point of living? <laughs> that would be too depressing of a world. <laughs> Even I can admit that. <laughs> so I'm all about evaluating. If this is worth it, if you do feel like this is worth it, like what you're saying about like he calls women sluts and bitches. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point of entry for a conversation about like, well, these are women you're interested in. Right. But you're calling them this. What I would do is definitely take it off the Internet. Like she's talking about he tags me in posts like yeah. his friends comment on Instagram, like all these other yeah. things. Like d- take it off the Internet. 
Yeah. But Definitely I mean, talk it, to him in real life. Yeah. So a conversation is definitely in order. Mm-hmm. Like an honest, heart to heart, listen, this is how it makes me feel when you do and say these things. Mm. If you continue to disrespect me this way, I don't know if I can continue having a loving relationship with you as your sister. Yeah. I want that, but you have to want it too. And I mean, once you do that, once he knows how you're feeling, if he continues, then I mean, he's pretty much made his choice, mm. you know, which is I sad. Think, it's yeah. so sad. It's like annoying that you have to do this, but I think there's a lot of like rhetorical skill in like bringing up severe examples, severe examples, which are commonplace. Mm-hmm. There was a point in my life, like I think it was like freshman year of college when I realized a lot of the women who are close to me have experienced sexual violence. Mm. What do you do with that information? It's like one in five women. And like if you start off with conversations like that, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to not feel empathy or right. something. Yeah. Best so case it's scenario, like, it's hard. If not, yes. <laughs> if it's not hard, that's a whole other like problem right. you're dealing with. The world is violent and horrible for women. Yeah. Like there are real stakes in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like maybe link what he's doing to physical violence and right. safety. There's a definite link between men who verbally abuse women right. and the verbal abuse that women face every day and physical violence and yeah. being physically accosted. I would hope that, you know, he would see that and think about his sister and like her body and like how vulnerable she is to being attacked by men like him. Yeah. You know? But I mean like what happens if he's not moved by that? You know, like it's hard to just be like, well That's the part where I'm like just Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. You have to decide what you're willing to endure and what sacrifices you're willing to make for your own like personal well being and like self care. Like having to deal with like a family member who doesn't respect you like i mean that can that's wearing it's emotionally draining yeah you know i also like to bring up like all the things everyone in this world benefits from from feminist activists so like basic things like getting like a patient bill of rights at a hospital feminists fought for that shit because women couldn't go to the doctor Mm. without men's permission or their presence telling them the their own information about Which their bodies. Is insane. That's wild. That was like the seventies, maybe. <laughs> you know, man, no, maybe. Yeah, possibly. shit like that's like feminists fought for your fucking rights. Mm-hmm. How dare you, <laughs> sir? <laughs> there are like a few things I keep in like my rhetorical arsenal for men like this, where I'm like, oh, you cannot deny rape st- statistics, or you cannot deny how women feel when they're harassed. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk to literally any woman. She will tell you this story or like rhetorical things like asking them, well, would you want that for your sister or uh-huh. your mother? Or like your daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or your daughter, your fictional non-existent daughter. Right. Is that the person you care more about mm-hmm. than the women in your life? Right. <laughs> you know, I just feel like you really have to put the stakes on the table for him. Mm-hmm. The quality of life is at stake for women here. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't see that, it's a lost cause. It might be. And also, if he's, like, cool with his friends, like, attacking you on on social media, uh -uh. that is a huge red flag. (laughs) Yes. Trash. (laughs) When men are talking about feminism and, like, how it's somehow not doing them a service, Mm -hmm. talk about the many things men need feminism for. Ooh, listen. That's something that men don't realize. Yeah. So, like, even being able to express, like, a range of emotions... Shout out to feminism You're for that. Welcome. You <laughs> yes. are welcome. Like allowing men to express any emotion. Right. That's feminist theory and feminist practice that has helped you do that. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. <laughs> or like men who are vect- victims of sexual assault mm-hmm. or sexual right. violence. They right. are silenced in these conversations. Mm-hmm. 
you, men need feminism for that. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Sometimes I get frustrated, so I just recommend books. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I can't, I don't have the this energy for this. This guy doesn't sound like the type that would I read know. a book on feminism I know. at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anything that I would recommend is just going to be too far over this dude's head. Because the first thing I thought was black feminist thought, and that's far too. Oh, you're in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> deep I don't cut. know. I don't know what feminist light is. Like, what is your feminist light recommendation? Probably some, what's some, what? I'm trying to think of what we had to read in all my feminism classes in college. Yo, everyone should just major in women's studies. Yeah. I was uh, a women's studies major. It's changed my life. I was a women's studies minor. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, we'll allow you. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even graduate, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I did not major in women's studies. I majored in nothing. <laughs> Take a women's studies class. Right. Or check out their syllabus online. I was going to say, get your hands on the syllabus. Is there a feminism for dummies book? I'm sure there is. Let's let's Google this up. Let me do my Googles. My go-to recommendation is Bell Hooks. Mm. Because she writes in such accessible language that most people don't associate her with like academia stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't, yeah, I hate recommending academic books to people because that's not. (laughs) That requires a lot. Yeah. Oftentimes. Let me talk to your brother. Listen. Call me. Get him on the podcast. Put your brother on the phone. (laughs) Yes. Let us set him straight. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, men are the only people who need to have these conversations about like sexual violence. Yeah. Because we have all heard this stuff since like childhood. We live it every day. We live every day with a threat of sexual violence just walking down the street. Yeah. A lot of times men will be like, oh, I just want to say hello. I don't understand what what is harassing about me telling a young woman that she looks nice today. And I'm just like, you don't know what's going to where the conversation is going to go after that. You know, literally every woman experiences this and like she has no tell to see if like you're a harmful person or a normal person who won't serial murder her (laughs) as tracy likes to say (laughs) you know serial kill her excuse me that is tracy's verb (laughs) verb of choice right and there are so many stories of women who are like literally murdered Mm. assaulted slashed shot because they didn't want to give a man what he wanted on the street whether it was a phone number or a smile or a conversation you know even attention or even attention and, like, that's something that's on <sighs> our minds every single day. I'm stressed. I know. This, this is, is stressful. so stressful. Ugh. All right, girl. We're rooting for you. We Please are rooting for you. keep us updated. Also, have him listen to our podcast. Listen! Like, definitely, this is a great resource for definitely him. Definitely <laughs> play this for him. And you know what? Let's address him directly. Oh, okay. Okay, let's do this. Um, I don't know your <laughs> name. I'm going to assume it's, like, Charles or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know why All Charles. Right, Charles. <laughs> Charles. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Um, Tracy here. It's, it's Tracy. Um, you need to chill out. You are hurting someone who loves you very, very much. It sounds like she would walk through fire for you if you needed her to. And I know this because she's already walking through fire mm. for you because you're her brother. She deserves better than what you're giving her. Women at large deserve better than what you're giving us. But you know what? For a second, let's assume that you can't even deal with what you're doing to all women. Think about your sister, dude. Like, why? How would you feel if somebody treated her the way that you are apparently treating other women? How would you feel if somebody called her a slut and a bitch and a whore or whatever? Mm. Like, you call and treat the women that you're talking to. How dare men engage with sexual activity with these women and then later call them? Uh, Listen! Uh, like, how dare you? Do you know you? who does that? <laughs> Children. Ugh! Little teen boys do that shit. And I'm assuming you're an adult, chronologically. She deserves better. And I believe in the good in everybody, for better or for worse. 
another part of the email is uh, she talks about how he thinks that women only want equality in white collar fields. He's right to presume the image of feminism is is in the interest of white collar white women. Mm-hmm. Like mm. I don't think that's wrong, right? But there are bigger stakes for every woman exactly. on this earth. There are women on this earth who don't have access to clean water, basic health care, right? Fucking tampons and pads. Like, Listen, if you don't have that, you're fucking ostracized. And that has nothing to do with work or, or class or white collarness or whatever. There are literally billions of women on this earth who are struggling. Yes, you need to snap the fuck out of it. It's not about you. It's Charles. not about this you. You are about a you. tiny blimp in this universe. Exactly. <laughs> a feminism that caters to men is not feminism at oh, all. Woo. All right. Let's just end there. Okay. So, girl. In conclusion, we hate that you are going through this. I can't say that I know what it's like because I don't. But I can only imagine that it's awful. It sounds terrible. Mm. But, I mean, you know, think of yourself and put yourself first. And it's easy to be like, well, this is my brother. This is my family. So I have to deal with this. But you don't. It's okay. Yeah. We're rooting for you, girl. Good luck, girl. Good luck, girl. Charles, Keep get us your shit updated. together. <laughs> yes. We want to give a shout out to the person that gave us the name for our advice segment, which is on the house. This did not come to us magically. This is from our listener, Camille Tisdall. Everybody, if you are as in love with the title of the segment as we are, please show Camille Tisdall some love. She tweets at C-A-M-I underscore T-I-Z. Thanks, Camille. And as a reminder, if y'all have questions or horrible stories you want to share with us, for a little bit of advice, we got you. Email us at anotherroundatbuzzfeed.com. Also, as a reminder, this month's calling question is for Northwest. We're going to share it to her personally. <laughs> <laughs> what we're asking for is advice from kids about how to be an older sibling, a big sister in Northwest's case. Please share your babies with us. We'll be nice. We promise. You can send it to 5202-ROUNDS or email a voice memo to anotherroundatbuzzfeed.com. And please keep your responses to under a minute. I know babies be talking, but, you know, just <laughs> under a minute. It's nice Tell for our editing purpose. to wrap it up. Yes. Keep it short. <laughs> they can talk more on our baby talk show. Ah, baby If you please show. share your baby with us, that, that can happen. <laughs> How about we transition with a quick joke? Okay. It's going to be very fast. It's (laughs) going to be so fast. Okay. (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) What did the snail say when he was riding on the turtle's back? I don't know, Tracy. What did did it say? (laughs) Wee. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because turtles go faster than snails. So he thought it was like a roller coaster. All right. Snail had a great day. Shout out to that snail. (laughs) (laughs) And Tracy's joke time. So we will soon be back to our regularly scheduled audio programs. And we're coming back with a full length interview with my personally favorite singer. With my personal favorite singer? How do you say that? With someone Tracy's really excited to talk to. <laughs> Leanne LaHavis. She's ah! so fly. So that is next Tuesday. So please don't abandon us yet. I know that we've 
we've given you these teeny tiny shots, but But next time we'll be taking shots and you'll be listening. Yeah. Yes. We won't be taking shots actually. Uh, (laughs) Shots are always a bad idea. Yeah, how excited I was. No shots on this dude. I might have a shot. I'm grown. You don't get to tell uh, me. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> As always, big shout out to the Pod Squad boop, 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 boop. for making this happen. Squad. Jenna Weiss-Berman, Eleanor Yay. Kagan, and Ow. Julia Furlan. Thank you to Mr. Paul Ruest of Argo Studios. Also, thank you to Miss Jean Gray, who provided us with some bomb-ass music. Same for Don Will of the rap group Tanya Morgan. Uh, follow Don Will at... at Don Will and follow Jean Grey at at Jean Greasy. I don't know why I'm saying at so easy. Have some chill. I don't remember how to function. I've been in the woods for too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we were just talking about how you would never go to a cabin. Right? <laughs> Literally the next week. Cabin in the woods. It was great. It was so cool, great. Tracy. I don't know you at all. <laughs> Thank you to the heaven. Uh, thank you to the Tracy. <laughs> and drink some water. Yeah, this tie is the end of the show. Yeah. Drink a lot I don't of know water. I why I said that. Water is important. I don't know. Because, I mean, they need to drink Maybe water. try some yoga mm. or meditation. I'm trying to get into that. That's hard. Anyways, fruit and yoga. Yes. It and sounds water. like that should be the title of your mixtape. Fruit and yoga? Yes. <laughs> sounds like the least fire mixtape <laughs> of 2015. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. We love Bye. you. We'll be back soon. That's one of those words like pooped, <laughs> where I only hear what? like a middle-aged white woman being like <laughs> taking like, her kids pooped? to soccer. I'm pooped. <laughs> that one's a doozy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> wait, I say pooped. Am I secretly a middle-aged? White I say pooped too, but I'm so pooped all the time. Both middle-aged white women. <laughs> it's a good word. Good word. Shout yeah. out to middle-aged soccer moms.